2: everybody, and welcome to episode 3 of Overlooked and Undercooked, season 3. Now, this is a tricky one, so Guy's going to explain what's going on.
3: So, it's tricky because uh, some people are having trouble understanding the name of the special. This is called Asian Mama, Mexican Kids. And do you know why, Tim? (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't be more angry at you.
2: (laughs) I threw up a fucking inflated child's beach ball for you to lightly tap back into the court and you fucking brought a needle and popped it. Unbelievable. I can't believe you found a way. (laughs) Guys, we've already recorded the season. I've had it up to fucking here with Guy Montgomery's reminder of the ethnic makeup of this family that's referred to in the special. We're time traveling right now. We are doing this after we've recorded all the other episodes, because the audio unfortunately got lost for our guest's part, and our guest, I'm delighted to say, is Joseph Moore. Yes! Hi, Joseph. Hello. Such
4: a privilege to watch this show
2: again. You're listening to this as our third episode. We have recorded this
3: after all the other episodes. We recorded this months after the entire season has been done. I am so
4: interested in your commitment to the canon of this episode that you're still placing it where it was so should you guys should you guys be behaving this entire time like this is
2: only the third time you've seen it no I've already it's impossible to do that (laughs) we don't lie to the audience why don't we just put
4: make this the last episode
2: it's, well, I've said it
3: out loud now. It's the <laughs> no, 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 no. no. That, 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 that doesn't make any sense. Okay. No. Uh, As, in, ca- in case we reference things that are brought up later in the season,
2: <laughs> there's an arc. This whole season's got an arc. What no, I a would like to season. say is
3: this so the special is so named because Rob Schneider's <laughs> mother is uh, Asian. He's got an Asian mama. But his kids? Filipino. Uh, yeah, mm. his kids, however,
4: are, are Mexican. Yeah, why did he go broad continent description for his mother and specific for his uh, I, for his wife? One of so many questions Surely I have. Surely, Asian mama, Hispanic kids, mm. or or Filipina
3: mama, Mexican, Mexican kids. Cat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, options abound. It is interesting to think about, isn't it, why he set her on the title that he did. But um, I'm, I'm glad we're all on the same page now. We know what we've watched. We know why it was called what it was called. Why? Uh, why is it called Asian Mama? <laughs> yeah, Mexican yeah, thanks, kids? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> uh, the mama is Asian, Rob's mama, but the kids, they're Mexican. I. Uh... What's his dad? insist that we move on not mentioned
1: <laughs> at all
2: no i don't think so there's a picture of him at the end of the credits i think no it's his mom no, i think there's both of them isn't there I don't oh know. no you're right no yeah. it is just his, his his as we would say in new zealand mum yes so this is uh why didn't they change the name for netflix new zealand so we can understand yeah i know right they but- really should have it's sort of culturally like, They could change
4: "Philosopher's Stone" to "Sorcerer's Stone." Yeah, they could easily make this Asian mum.
2: Do you reckon he would then have to um, read out
4: little little uh, little rascals? <laughs> That's what we call
2: kids here. So we
1: call kids in yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, we've we've watched Tim and I have now watched this eight times. Joseph, you've now watched it three times. Probably. Yes. <laughs> More than that, most of your guests. That, that
4: shouldn't be the case. Probably two more than you thought. So I, I'd watch it on my own accord. Yeah. Which made you go, "Hey, do you want to do the podcast?" And I watched it again for the podcast, and then we lost the audio. I'm uh, going gonna, gonna to say I lost the audio.
3: Can you please rank the uh, enjoyment of the special in order from first? <laughs> well, third this, thir- this
4: third viewing today was my first one, not alone. So the social element was really nice, and I introduced a rule that we used to have in a flat I used to uh, live in. Whereby uh if the
3: audience claps, you clap. Yes. And it's quite a good way of seeing how often the audience claps. Yeah, and it's it's just good to feel part of something. We used mm. to do it in the house I lived in and we'd
4: watch David Letterman. Are you familiar with that show? You know about yeah, this? Yeah. You heard he's about a, this? To,
3: he's a late, he
4: was a late night <laughs> yeah. talk show host. So they and New Zealand they used to play the episodes about a month late. So you'd get a nice preview for a movie from early June. <laughs> and uh
3: and uh, we'd watch Letterman every night at our house and you had to applause every time the audience did at any S- joke. See, do you know this this would make more sense to me if it happened in twenty twenty during um one of the lockdowns where we were longing for human connection. But you were doing this years ago yes. when you could <laughs> actually just go out it and was, enjoy live entertainment. Yeah, that
4: was uh, there was a world
3: of it out there for us. But, uh,
4: but no, we wanted to see um uh, Gerard Butler talk about uh
2: one of his famous
4: films. <laughs> President man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Fuck, I was re- eagle down? No, that's not it. What was the one where the White House gets penetrated? Uh, there's three of them. What? Um, Only one with him, though, surely. No,
4: he's in all of them. London has fallen, Olympus has fallen, and Angel has fallen. Was he
3: in 300 as well? Yeah, he was. I always get Gerard Butler and um, Clive Owen confused. Does that make sense to anyone? Nope. Nah. Is that They're- anything? <laughs> They're very different. <laughs> um. So, Guy, you brought up
2: that it was so... Nice and di- well. I don't know if you actually said nice. You said it was so different to watch this out of a lockdown context because when we were doing the rest of these episodes, we were kind of all watching them. I think we watched all of them solo, um, respectively, and then came to no, no. The we started
3: we started during lockdown, and by the end of it, we were out. we were in person, sitting shoulder to shoulder. Oh, right. Um, but yeah, it just feels like inside of the fog of a lockdown and a repeated viewing system, it sort of uh, you lose sight. And I was more liable to become angry at Rob Schneider because. I didn't like the material, but in this instance, I, uh, it sort of casts a much sa- sad, a shadow over the whole thing. And if I feel like I'm looking, I'm watching it more like I can see the distance between myself and my relationship to the material. So I'm watching it more objectively yeah. with more distance between me. And it's just quite a, um, well, it's just a bit sadder. Yeah. How, how would you describe it, Jay? It Rob
4: Schneider claims throughout it to speak for all men. Yes. Um, and it, it made me sad for him, but also worried for myself, because he could be right. Yeah, what if? you might have potential, <laughs> <laughs> but not yet. But I'm not fifty yet, like him. Maybe, and you know,
2: yeah, we could. Well, have, you we be, could. Be, we
4: could have similar career trajectories.
3: You I be, don't think so, Joe. <laughs> I think you could. There are some useful for instances in here. So, in Rob Schneider's world, uh, all men when they they. Uh, when they go on a date with a woman, they only want sex, and if if a relationship happens, less so sex, fuck more it. specifically to grab her breasts, yes. with, without her knowing, yes. um,
4: And the way you m- do
2: that is you put your hands outstretched in front of your own chest yes. and walk
3: towards them, yeah, like like there's a spiderweb in the way, yes.
4: <laughs> yes. and it's dark.
3: <laughs> That's what women like. So you know, as if as if for instance, can you empathise or relate to these examples? No, of the no, behavior? but who knows how sad I'll become. You know mm.
4: Well yeah, I'm, I'm going to aim not to But I just worry I worry if that's a path For any, for any of us this, it's, I'm sure Rob Schneider When he was 30 he wasn't like I, think I, can't, Rob I can't wait to one day Be the saddest man In the entire world
3: I don't think that was his goal But I think That Rob Schneider at 30 Is exactly the same guy As Rob Schneider At whatever age yeah, he was When he recorded this exactly. Like all of this material Feels like It was lifted From that specific era In his life and uh, how, it, hold on for a second. How old was he when he was at, famous at the pinnacle? I think mid
2: twenties movies. Like, well, he said he's it, early thirty. How, he, how old does he say he is now? Uh, I think he's. We looked this up. He's like fifty two something. Yeah, like that, right. I so
4: think. he'd be thirty
2: doing um, juice the bigelow. animal, juice bigelow, and, juice bigelow. Yeah. and the hot chick, and oh, juice Bigelow two European jiggle, European jiggle. He's
4: fifty seven. Seven. Okay, so he's a look. I'm not yet. I'm not yet at my juice Bigelow age. I just what Joe, is it? What, what will be Joseph Moore's Juice Bigalow? My 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 movie uh, Juice Bigelow the reboot. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: Which I hope I, hope
2: I hope will be my vehicle. <laughs> can you can you tell us a bit about the movie? What do you reckon? Will be? Are there <laughs> any um, changes to the sort of core well, yeah, themes or setup? There's a different climate, isn't there? there is, right now, that's um,
4: right. sex work has has a lot more kind of. Uh, as people talk about it with more nuance and yeah so our film will reflect that it'll be a gritty look at <laughs> sex work oh, no. um as told through and and the reason people get into sex work as well is not like Juice Bigelow did it to um to help cover the costs oh. of repairing a fish tank oh <laughs> <laughs> Whereas often it's just like kind of hardship or supporting kids, so mine will be more like that.
3: Wow! So yeah. Is it you've taken away a lot of the comedy? comedy <laughs> <elements>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I didn't say it would be a comedy for a second. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just thought if you're doing a Juice Bigelow
2: reboot, you'd keep some of it. Yeah, guy, keep up. I think yeah, well, the Spook comedy was will be reboots. like in kind of
4: natural human interactions, kind of, and the the warmth people get inside just from just from seeing themselves reflected on screen. Wow. It'll be mainly sex workers who find it funny.
3: Will there be any uh, Will you don't need tall woman Oh yeah <laughs> There's still gonna be A big giant woman And,
4: and, and there's still gonna be uh, From the sequel But we're putting it Into the first one There's still gonna be A woman with a penis For a nose
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wait <laughs> That
3: is funny Yeah Is that in the first one In the second one is he, he meets a woman w- and With a penis for a nose Yes Okay. That, I mean, that is so far from what we're watching now into the stand-up, which is pretty much 40 minutes of him gaslighting his wife and entire family to an audience of paying fans. Yeah, that's fucking wild, eh?
4: And then, and then brings his wife out on stage and goes, here she is. Here's the horrible yeah. uh, burden on my before, life who wants, who wants to
3: leave me. Before he brings his wife out, he's also um, talked a lot about his daughters and then out of the blue, after forty minutes, brings out a third to this moment unmentioned daughter, <laughs> famous soul singer Al King.
4: That, that, that is truly one of the most astounding. I didn't know it was coming the first time. Yeah, and like I did, I, I, would that I were drinking a, a spit take. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Because um, you, you're, a, you're a big music person, you're a musical and a comedian. And huge Schneider
4: fan. Uh, yeah, I Schneider head.
2: <laughs> and I, um... So you know about Al King? Like we had no idea this woman existed yeah, or her um, career or anything. But... I'm one of the um,
4: uh, all the king's horses. We call ourselves <laughs> <laughs> the fan group. <laughs> um, no, I know, I, I know of of Al King. I know yeah. the song
2: X's and O's. So it must have been fucking crazy for her to.
4: Like, yeah, and I knew she was Schneider. Like there was a fun tidbit I have that now I assume the world knows.
2: Um, as
3: the world have all
2: watched the special. <laughs> yeah, It seems crazy to me as well that there is some attempts at structure in the special. He like tries to do some callback jokes, for example, where you set something up and then you remind people you've seen it. And a comedy audience fucking love that shit. At it's no, the easiest trick. At no point does he mention his eldest... And it would be such an easy thing to just put a story in about her somewhere in amongst all the know, other kids' the, stories. The and is, then she walks out at the end and sings a song with him.
3: As, what a button on a gag. As Joseph so brilliantly noticed, though, a lot of this material is Rob Schneider having noticed stuff 24 hours before <laughs> he remembered he had to tape a special. <laughs> yes. and so the sample size that he's drawing material from is literally only that 24 hours. There are so many
4: observations in it that feel like he's yeah, just recently decided that he has to start observing his family <laughs> <laughs> because he has the special coming up. Like he stretches five minutes out of like, a son telling him about a dream or this kid telling him about a yeah, dream. Yeah and and not a particularly good dream.
2: Absolutely not. <laughs> but like, t- yeah. it
4: was that morning. He's like, "God, I, I need something else." And as it currently stands, I'm bringing our king out at 22 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I need to stretch this into a good yeah. 37.
3: And then he <laughs> for my hour-long Netflix special. <laughs> <laughs> and he also remembered that he had a, a bevy of accent work up his sleeve. He just knows. He doesn't know what the material is, but he knows if he gets into the uh, accent work chunk, and, and he can pad for a minute. I'm, I'm I, certain. That, that was not he didn't plan to do the accent <laughs> he did
4: one joke in an accent and it hit better than
2: anything well the good thing about Rob Schneider is he may not have been paying attention to his family but he has been paying close attention to the Asian American community <laughs> through his life and has a well of observations to draw upon oh yes Chinese, For example,
4: Chinese restaurants and Korean whorehouses I believe are the two and, and Asian, targets Asian
2: Americans but, not constituting any of the homeless population of America
3: that's right those are the famous Rob Schneider, Asian-American facts that he spins into several hilarious bits. He also misses an opportunity for a callback on his uh, his iconic Korean whorehouse material. Because <laughs> at one point when he's doing that joke, he says, this is the room where you suck your own dick, which I would argue, stripped of the context that he specifically sets up to deliver that line, is a funny sentence. <laughs> it's it's a, a funny idea. It's a funny you go bumper a, sticker. You go to, like, it's funny to go to a room to do a thing which is, in my experience... Very difficult, if not impossible, to do. That you can easily do in your own house. Yeah, that's right. You'd not have to venture to a whorehouse, Korean or otherwise. Exactly. And so it's funny. And then at the end, when he does his big iconic closer, which is, of course, uh, making a sundae him out of his dick <laughs> because his wife doesn't want to fuck him. And he's in the kitchen, and he's describing an ice cream sundae as though it's like the cleverest, most rapturous thing. And then at the end of it, his wife comes in and finally... Sort of says, uh, acquiesces, and says, I, "Okay, fine. I, I guess I should try out the Sunday you've made." And he says, "No, no, you've got to make your own." And then he should say, "What is this?" A Korean whorehouse, huge 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 shoots of applause <laughs> come yeah. up from the audience. But instead of, sort of just Thanks, tapers. everybody, that's
2: my time. <laughs> yeah. Thirty six minute mark.
3: Thanks everybody. By and the way, like, I have no, another no. daughter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my only non Mexican kid.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Joe, what would have to like what would have to go wrong at a minimum in your life for you to go from this where you are right now to Rob Schneider at fifty seven um, these opinions and okay, this take I'll, on the world I've
4: been, I've been recently engaged as you know congratulations yeah, thank you uh, so that would have to be called off pretty soon yeah
2: <laughs> to, to start the downward trajectory <laughs> <laughs> i think later though like day of sort day of, of thing. I maybe he's, have,
3: he's had three divorces let's bear in mind so there's Joe? lots there's lots of no rob schneider right, oh, right. right. so so there's yeah, lots I've, of time no, to this date no divorces there you go I also feel like that the failure of your gritty Juice Bigelow reboot at the box office (laughs) might go somewhere to deteriorating your mental health to a point that. So so day of
2: Laura. Decides, uh, no way, I'm out. Yeah. I hate this. and I hate I, you. I, I hate you,
4: you, sp- you don't spend any time with me. You're upstairs writing your juice big because
1: <laughs> no,
2: I hate no, you've refused to
3: cast me in.
2: I think that's the project that you do to get yourself out of the funk. Right. You pick that up to be like, I need something to to more do- This it's ocean a documentary. Of <laughs> and then yeah, th- I go um, I, what I do
4: is I go uh, method. <laughs> then, yeah, exactly. And to fund the picture, be- uh, become a, a, a male jiggler and who anticipating who only the, dates yeah.
3: comically unattractive Anticipating the success of this dr- this fictional drama, you preemptively film a behind-the-scenes <laughs> documentary about your method acting.
4: Do you know what's The documentary funny? becomes a viral success uh, <laughs> <laughs> with me as the laughing stock <laughs> of it all.
2: Male gigolo is a tautology and male is only there to meet the rhythm requirements <laughs> of the title of the film.
3: <laughs> of course, here in New Zealand if it got released on Netflix or it would have been called Juice Bigelow Male male sex worker <laughs> I think, I think internationally that's
4: what we'll go with <laughs> to, to show that i, I use uh, respectful language yeah. in, in this film
3: to cajole some of the libs into the, <laughs> into the cinema like go what go broke did <laughs> you did you have any
2: standout bits joe like are there any are there any jokes or stories Look, that Rob it, Towers it, would it, love it, it,
4: I don't want to be the guy going on the podcast, um, talking shop. Uh, this, this isn't Pete Holmes. You made it weird, but,
2: uh, we do a lot of it.
4: Okay. So, so here's a, here's one of my crazy theories about crafting comedy is, uh, you should always get bigger as the joke progresses. Uh, you should start with the, your smallest laugh and end with your biggest laugh. Okay. Uh, and if you're going for shock value, you should always increase the shock value and when it gets as high as it can, say, I don't know, 9-11. Uh, then you pull out of the joke and move on to another one. Rob Schneider drops a 9-11 gag <laughs> about one minute into a seven-minute
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> It So the, 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 for those who listen to the podcast and aren't watching the special, I don't know who... who who in their right mind but uh, <laughs> yeah most people <laughs> so the bit he's talking about how um Chinese restaurants will uh don't care about holidays mm-hmm. um for example Christmas they all say fuck Jesus fuck but, Jesus
2: while flipping the bird with both <laughs> hands to Jesus and then Christ. he starts saying they'll
4: even um, celebrate uh things that aren't holidays just to stay open I don't there's not really they, the, 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 logic. Thing, the,
3: the bridge between <laughs> throwing the fingers at Jesus and getting nine eleven is uh when President Kennedy got assassinated it's like there's a special in between those two where it's like a president assassination special oh my god you're right two for one president assassination (laughs) special his
2: idea of what generates specials in Chinese restaurants is Christmas so they're, they're open in spite of everyone else being closed One of the most (laughs) beloved American presidents being shot in the head dead. And then 9-11, their greatest terrorist attack on soil. Christmas,
4: that's an observation that works, because quite often a Chinese restaurant will be open on Christmas, whereas (laughs) whereas others aren't. But everyone else doesn't close on (laughs) (laughs) 9-11. Or when
3: JFK got assassinated. So he builds this hilarious... So So it's
4: just 9-11... Nine types of soup, eleven types of noodles. Nine types
3: of meat. So nine Do types of meat. Do justice to that. Come on.
4: <laughs> nine eleven special.
3: Nine types of
2: meat, eleven types of noodles. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <That's okay. laughs>
2: hey, Joe, okay.
3: can I ask a favour? Yeah. Can, can, can you can
2: you can you say noodle like this uh, is no no
4: I just won't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one only sure people who have watched it. Uh, and that's bald. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Americans listening will.
3: I've, I I actually said as we were watching it that even if I was a diehard Rob Schneider fan and had bought tickets to watch this taping, yeah. I would be confused at how I feel yeah, at this lived, point in the special,
4: especially for like you've or you've lived in New York, guy. Would you was that an often brought up topic in comedy nights? I know it's like yeah. a, a fun uh, no nine
3: eleven is like their nine eleven. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I know it's a, it's often an easy punchline that people like doing. They reach you know? for yeah, 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 but the, the low hanging fruit. <laughs> And we, I had one in a comedy show I did, we, we did it in Edinburgh. They loved it, <laughs> but I, I, reckon I'd pull it out of the show. for the, I don't for think it
3: just, it just seems odd that in Utah you're pulling out like your this shock value material. These are like you know Mormons. Well, also True Blue Americans. Oh, like right. we looked up the no- This is the most, um, the second least diverse state. Uh, the ninth least diverse, but oh, still oh, the ninth least diverse. Still pretty undiverse. Like ninety percent 50, white population. Yeah, these are people who. Yeah. Th- this stuff would like be uh, hitting them in the <laughs> bloody right in the chops.
2: Literally Mitt Romney and his family. I wonder if Mitt Romney went to the gig. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the, the Romney clan at yeah. their favorite comedian. I going to get a real quick can, out of Schneider's it.
4: Schneider's sitting backstage. Uh, he's like getting ready to go on. He's um, doing his accents in the mirror. And then his uh, producer comes in and he's, and he's like, I don't want to alarm you, but um, Mitt Romney's just shown up and requested five tickets for him and his family. Uh, do we let him in? He's like... <sighs> <sighs> Yeah (laughs) And it changes it it. it. I I remember I did a comedy gig And I went on Twitter Before the show And I saw that Lord The singer Was in the crowd Someone tweeted that New
3: Zealand's Mitt Romney Lord
4: (laughs) (laughs) But it changed Even though she was like A 17 year old girl At the time I was Like stressed out I was like this has to go well <laughs> it's yeah. in case Lord tells Taylor Swift <laughs> about this gig she went to. And um, it really ruined me. So I, I bet Rob Schneider went through I was in that gig.
2: I thought you did a great performance. Right, you did, you. And Lord did the same, right? She she told people that you were awesome. I, I I rewrote a bit where I did a little song. I did a little song in the show.
4: And I was like, I know it's not up to scratch, and Lord won't be happy. So like, <laughs> and and to, I then I, I kept the changed version for the rest of the season. So well, there's a horse. little
3: tip for the the you know the at home comedians: is write as though Lord is in the audience. All of your jokes up to the standard of if Lord live, is in the audience, Live as if Lord is watching. So That's do you reckon right. when
4: Schneider was told Romney was showing up plus four? Um, what what are the what are the what was the last minute Romney addition to his
2: show? Uh, there's I mean there's so many great- King, he was. <laughs> He's got, at age 57, he's got enough self-awareness to be like, I cannot do 37 minutes of railing on my wife and Asian-Americans for a former presidential candidate. I need something. Something
4: wholesome, an an all-American story, like reconciling family.
2: So he brings up his very estranged daughter, Al King, who is currently on tour in LA, and he says, Al, I know that we've had our differences. I know that the rift generated by me deciding to marry a woman less than two years older than you has created distance between us on top of our already tumultuous relationship. But I really need you to do this for me <laughs> and begrudgingly she gets on a plane because she is a decent person who respects the institution of family and helps out her dad Rob Schneider who then takes it too far and if you watch the special you will see this embraces her and forces this big kiss on her that she doesn't want
3: clearly they're not there yet I would yeah well I think the reason that there's that little bit of tension there is because when Al King was on the plane Rob Schneider was like Mitt Romney's into politics I'll do my political material <laughs> the JFK took one assassination bit and my 9-11 meat and noodles and text Al saying don't worry about it I've got this and then she said I've just landed he said well you might as well come then <laughs> and so there's still this incredible unresolved he did get it both ways the show's running three Hours <laughs> behind you at the stage. <laughs> Romney's sitting in the crowd on a second ice cream. <laughs> this,
4: this, this thing better start soon. No, because it's,
2: <laughs> because it's Mitt Romney just politely remaining in his seat. No, no, kids, I'm sure the show's about to begin. He's a nice guy. I watch Mitt.
3: He's a decent human, I think. Which do you think of the Sandlerverse? Which of the guys would have opened for Schneider? Who would you send out? David oh, Spade. Open it. No way. It's so crazy. crazy. What do you mean? Who's who's the guy that he's like a kind of a buff dude? Swartzon.
4: Nah, nah. Like he's like a buff dude. Uh, Dante peter dante quite yeah i think that sounds more like peter him.
2: dante's a little stick of dynamite who's quite muscly but yeah, I, not tall yeah
3: yeah that's the guy yeah
2: yeah, yeah i think he opened for him
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: he's he does a lot of weed material eh? peter dante is he's a big into he's, weed.
3: he's, a, he's a, uh, yeah he's he's shown up on TMZ a few times if you if you look up peter dante on youtube you, you have yourself a good time
2: yeah it's actually he's quite a relaxed there's a lot of videos relaxed of him. but there's yeah, also,
3: that's true reports of him not being very I, relaxed he's
2: he's Do you know what he strikes me as? This might not land for a lot of people, but those who do. (laughs) but I'm going to say it. He's a Venice Beach character, Peter Dante. He's very tanned. He's very muscly. He's very, like, chill, but actually not chill at all. Yeah, yeah. And there's a sense of danger about him that is behind a veneer of friendliness and openness, which I think is, like, most people you see on Venice Beach. I think the the analogy holds.
3: It's good.
1: Ready to pop the question?
0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host.
3: Speaking of the sort of extended Sandlerverse and uh, Rob Schneider materials, um, you brought up, because we, we obviously, where Rob Schneider stands, you could say we've studied a lot of his work, but you brought up a film that neither of us have seen. Oh, yeah, a uh, big stand. I've not seen Big Stan. I didn't even oh, yeah. know of Big Stan until you brought it up. Yeah, you.
4: Like, I don't. I don't want to tell you how to run a run a podcast, <laughs> but your next podcast has to be watching Big Stan uh, for the length of time of his prison sentence in the movie Life.
2: <laughs> <laughs> What's the uh, synopsis? Okay, so um,
4: do you have a, a cell phone available? Mm-hmm. I think it's. It's hard to like say it. Basically, Rob Schneider goes to prison. And he's, he's worried
2: about his trip to prison. Um, For
4: the
3: traditional what? Rob Schneider comedy reasons. Yeah,
2: yeah. 2007. Yeah. <clears throat> um, one year before the global financial crash. Coincidence? St- <laughs> uh, um, so Wikipedia probably, right? Yeah, yeah. I'd say so. Oh, didn't do well at the box. Oh, yeah, Eight, little- 8.7. But then the budget probably wasn't crazy, eh? Oh, budget was seven and a half. So yeah, it wasn't. It it broke even. Oh yeah, you're
4: earning a million dollars. You know, it's
2: it's nothing to sneeze at. Oh my god. Oh, okay. Maybe I should. Read this bit before the plot. Although released in some markets during the fall of 08, it was released straight to DVD in the US on March 24th, 2009. It debuted at number 17 on DVD rental charts of the week of March 23rd, 2009. <laughs>
4: Don't include that. Get that off on, the Wikipedia. It doesn't on, have to be there. That's the, too
2: embarrassing. On the radio show Love Lion, Schneider stated that this film is an Anti man raping film.
3: <laughs> oh my fuck!
2: Referring to this way to go into the plot. Okay, Stan Milton. Oh god, is a rich real estate con artist who is married to Mindy. One day, Stan is arrested for conning elderly people out of their savings, which he tries to do to Mrs. Darby. His lawyer, Mall does all he can to defend him at trial upon being found guilty by the jury and sentenced to three years in prison while being given six months by Judge Perry. Sorry, not life. um, To get his affairs in order. Oh, he gets six months to get his affairs... That's not a standard... Judges don't let you do that. You'll go to prison for three years, but we'll do it in six months Um, to get his affairs in order. Stan panics. Stamp panics and fear of jailhouse rape leads him to hire the mysterious guru known as The Master. Can I just say
3: that whenever the star of the film is going around on the morning radio interview circuit and explicitly saying that this film is an anti-man raping, that's anti-stance. It's like, this is the real hot chili stuff.
4: It's... It's so bad. Anyway, so he, never really goes to jail. he never really goes to jail. It's just him prepping well, to not be assaulted. The master, uh,
2: the master, so is portrayed by David Carradine, who didn't he die under quite tragic circumstances? Yes, and he is the martial arts expert that Stan <laughs> is taking tutorship from. Okay,
4: so um, this when this movie came out on DVD, debuting at number seventeen on the charts I for was, that week. For that week, I was <laughs> I was working at a DVD store that, that you may um, remember. Called the CD and DVD store. All right, yeah, great it? store, the beautiful chain. Yeah, so I was working at that. I and liked the- I
3: like them better than sounds. Yeah, sounds the we hated those.
4: Yeah, <laughs> uh, we work at so the New Market Mall, and a very a very old woman. Uh, I'd say like. 75. <laughs> can you imagine anything older? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you can. can. Came into the store and she asked me if we had a movie called Big Stan. And, oh, and I was pretty surprised by this request. And so I was, you knew
2: what this movie yeah, yeah, was? I,
4: yeah, I hadn't seen it at the stage. Yeah. Um, and I said, uh, I don't know. I, I haven't seen it in the shop. And I looked it up and it had not. It was not in print in New Zealand. No one had thought to release it on <laughs> DVD here. Yeah. Thought to. So. And I... And this is like pre, like Amazon, whatever, pre lot, a lot of those things that made getting overseas movies very easy, like it is now. Mm. But we had a system. It, she could get it on a region one uh, oh, DVD. NTSC. I could import it for her mm-hmm. at a cost. Getting the the import fees, blah blah blah, at a cost of around eighty to ninety New Zealand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and was like 50 us dollars <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, for for the movie big stand <laughs> M-
2: and,
3: and only <laughs> on very specific
2: dvd players yeah. could you play it in yeah, this yeah. country like,
4: tor- like torrenting was a thing there like there, were, there yeah. were probably ways i probably could have she's
3: as old as time itself <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> so i yeah so i, I told her one this. foot in the grave and and i was like you got it, but you 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 there's a good chance your DVD player won't be able to play this. (laughs) And she was like, I'll take the risk. Oh my
1: god.
4: <laughs> and it took about like I'd say a month to two months to arrive and and we got quite a few phone calls from the lady be like, big stand here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: and I I, got, I must I've got to find out who she is. I don't know. It's a shame this woman is almost definitely dead now. Because <laughs> otherwise it would be such a treat to have yeah. her on the podcast. Would if she were alive now, she'd be Eighty-four. <laughs> My God! Can
4: you imagine
2: it? <laughs> I literally can't. What life has this woman led? It's also interesting if you know something about Newmarket because, like, this is an interesting clientele. It's a very rich area of Auckland. It's very affluent.
4: It's in our recent election where the the left wing party swept the nation it was the only centre left centre left yeah thank you Tim it was the only the only uh, electorate that didn't vote party vote uh, Labour oh
2: my god really in the
4: entire country yeah holy shit so it's like the Orange County you know it's the yeah I guess
3: after they you know we met up for their weekly movie club of Big Stan they must all have a good time (laughs) talking (laughs) politics (laughs) making sure that everyone in the community is on the same page we we (laughs) need to talk about what's going on in Newmarket (laughs) you know
4: that's that's why they they bought up all the houses they have to stay rich so they can keep buying $90 big stand on
3: <laughs> Schneider's next special and the first thing I'll do when I own a million <laughs> head on down to the CD and DVD
2: store in spite of how garbage this special um, is it's, it's, it's been so uh, good to watch it in person with people because eh? oh, yeah. I've done a lot of these episodes of just me at that computer right there by myself having to interface with Rob Schneider mano e mano <laughs> and it gets fucking grim Really mm. grim. Mm. This was fun, What's though. What's the most
4: grim part of the show for you?
2: It was the Watchers. Um, but then it was getting really angry at Guy. And it's weird for me to say this now recounting, because this is going to be episode three. So then it's going to like <laughs> jump back into the series. But like, I got very angry at Guy, which was not, um, and I said this out loud, not his fault, not like deserved, but... Well, one of them was his insistence to continually reminding me why the title was what it was. What is the title? No. <laughs> and the the other component of it was just just misplaced, um, ill-feeling at having to do it all the time.
4: It, I, I think it's uh, you're honouring the structure of the show itself. By plonking this episode third, yeah, mm. I think it. Uh, the, the show is the um, Asian mom and Mexican kids is completely formless. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
3: this is a response to the work itself. Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah.
2: I mean, it's a great it's a great special. Can, can I bring up this spicy meatball that we said while this was on, and this might be an indictment on all of us? That it, I'll, I'll own this. I said this. This was my opinion. Um, quite a tragedy that Trump was accidentally imbued with so much power because we were watching this special going, man, there's a lot of um, both material choices and, and rhythm uh, and delivery style that mimics... Donald J Trump's style of public speaking yeah, it's 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 formless right it's yeah. formless and it's re- repetitious there's there's sort of a beat poetry element to what he decides it's, to double the, down the, the, on and the, it's very offensive
4: and he's happiest when going off script that's right the, a- the especially at is... the
3: expense of a ethnicity or culture <laughs> of people <laughs> but the bits where he's most clearly enjoying himself are the bits where he realizes he's he's stumbled into a little trick or something and he can keep repeating it about a minority Ideally. Yeah. And,
4: that's, and that's why I stand by my theory that he wasn't supposed to be doing any of the accent work.
2: Until <laughs> <laughs> really he got there in the room. But it was it was kinda like seeing a little slither of what it would be like to see Donald Trump do stand up. And 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 I think that um, Trump would have been he's like got
3: undeniable comic chops, Trump. Yeah. It's oh, like yeah. what it's a good. lot of his success is down it's to because he doesn't care. Yeah. He doesn't care who about anyone else So he's He can cut Absolutely sick He loves himself And he cares
2: about Nothing else And Schneider's got it To an extent Where he's willing To throw every um, One around him Under the bus For the service Of himself And his His special But, but he also Hates himself Yeah Well I
4: think So Schneider Trump have Trump hated himself
2: But I, th- I think Trump hates I think they both Hate themselves It's just how deep You need to go To find that truth you don't get to be Trump if well, you are like well-adjusted and well, love yourself. All of this to say, though, that you think it's a shame. The presidency essentially robbed us of Donald Trump, the comedian, the stand-up comedian, who I think would have been sensationally funny.
3: And, would, to, and the novelty would have been curious.
2: Maybe that's all I'm into. I yeah. don't it's hard to tease out the but two things. Because of the amount of power and the impact he's had. Purely the performative elements of it, just as a, as a, as a craft... Display. I think Donald Trump would be a, a really good stand-up
3: comedian. His material would probably be
2: terrible. I,
1: I
3: imagine it was a guy who would host really, uh, like, rowdy, open-mic nights. And if you even if you, yeah. a good comedian came and did did it and they did really badly he'd be like that comedian ain't shit like if you can't handle the terrible audience he builds <laughs> and encourages to be awful yeah, yeah. then you're a dog shit
2: comedian absolutely and like, it, it, but he can assail it because he cares about he, yeah, yeah. nothing he's one of those like old dogs that everyone in the club scene like respects um, yeah, he, but, just but, they
3: because they have like, has been so shit at comedy but like battled through it to have a yeah, career like, for so long but like
4: can't doesn't get TV work or anything no, yeah. and, and, and would absolutely you know cuck it if he, if he Represents
3: everyone who has <laughs> <laughs> he's an icon, but do you think that like schneider is is trumpian oh yeah I mean I think it, the, a lot of the patterers and like the the way that they talk i if you like if you imagined trump's cadence on a lot of these things it would not seem remarkable like it's sort of like the it's the watching it as rob schneider it's interesting because you're watching it as 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 if it's comedy but like if if you if it was all of that exact script was in donald trump's voice you'd be able to tune it out in the background just coming out of these insane rhythms you could put a
4: lot of that show into like a Men's rights Yeah like, uh, yes. keynote speech. Yes. Um it just and just remove the laughs Wrong and just strata, be all you all could anger. Call, you
3: could call the special men's rights keynote speech. <laughs> it could it's
2: so short as well, if you remove Al King then it could be the keynote at an in, in imagine, MRA. Imagine
4: though if he um did was doing the keynote speech at a men's rights event and still brought out Al King. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a it gotcha He's like, guys respect your daughters, eh? Hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> That would actually be perfect. Like the perfect insulation against... Uh, he'd think he's he's gotten away with it, you know?
4: I think the saddest bit in the show is the big bit about how his wife has wanted to divorce him his mm. entire marriage. It never really has a punchline. No. It's just he goes, I told her that after three years, you'll enjoy this. And then three years passes and she says... I'm not no, enjoying but, this. But his... I'm not enjoying this. And I said, no,
2: it's five years. And then five years passes and... His punchline to that bit as well is... Hey wife, have you ever considered the facts? That I'm the best thing that could happen yeah, to
3: you and in a partner. And before he says it, he says, "Do you not realise that all of the problems you're bringing here are your pro- these problems that you've specifically identified in the time we've been together are your problems?" Pony up, I'm your prince charming. I'm your prince charming, is his
2: his articulation of it. And then he kind of like is is um, talking about how if it was anyone else, this could be going so much worse. So you should stick with me. Which was the point where Guy Montgomery said out loud, he is gaslighting. <laughs> His wife in front of an
3: audience.
4: Yeah, was Elking? Li- I reckon she wasn't listening to the show. I reckon she couldn't. I don't think that, that the p- show I don't
3: on. think him her or the pianist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think would have walked out with quite the same. The gust pianist, note.
4: the the pianist who's of a- Asian descent. I'm going um, to get his know, name. Is he's Japanese. A Japanese pianist. Accomplished, well,
3: Japanese-American it, pianist. At,
4: at least <laughs> Schneider spares the Japanese in his, in his takedown oh, of Asian America.
2: Do you reckon he had to
3: scrape a bit? <laughs> it, it doesn't make it any more palatable. Also, oh, the
4: piano, no, like, no, no, not at all. But yeah, uh, but yeah so uh, the, right after the Korean whorehouse bit.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's a funny sentence.
4: He finishes his Korean whorehouse bit to, to um, rampant applause. And then he goes from and all of us in the room. <laughs> one of the one
3: of the instances where we tried to initiate applause at the at the show by doing it in the room.
4: And then he he brings out his pianist, a Japanese guy, and like you can't help but go, is this. In relation to the Korean <laughs> houseband,
3: it's not those It's, it's just your... to underscore his hey, musings on me
2: too. You want to know something weird? I just I just googled Rob Schneider pianist, and it came up with Rob Schneider's Wikipedia page. Do most comedians have political party listed on their wikis? It's, he's an independent, isn't he? According to this, he's a Republican, which is actually he's endorsed t- Trump, surprising right? Me. In the past. no, read it. surely? Have you, you not, have you not read this? No, I've not read this. Read it, find out. Okay, well, open it up. But I w- what I was trying to do, which someone should really do, is get um, the name. We mentioned it in other episodes of the very good classical pianist. Yeah, that it's he doing a beautiful
4: brings. job. Bit of, kind of, bit of jazz. Jazz-infused classical.
2: Yeah. How much do you think he got paid, Joseph? Because we toy around with okay. this uh, question. That's a really, that is a really good question. Um, Net- Netflix Oh, pay, I meant the well. pianist, but let's do the whole No, No,
4: no, no, no I think, but they'll have a, a solid budget for the show. I know... Netflix just you know give everyone lots of money Um, everyone even the subscribers (laughs) you get a little (laughs) Uh, little Christmas bonus (laughs)
2: Um, I reckon the pianist got paid 3,000 US dollars wow not worth it that's south of what I thought really yeah I thought between sort of 8 to 10 I think you'd get a Oh yeah, maybe there's a, bit a lot more. of taxes and stuff as well. in the st- like, there's I think a lot tax, of After tax, after tax, te- a- Utah got,
3: a tax haven.
2: Right. Why so. did they film it? Why did they film it in Utah?
3: Because it was, was. Oh, you figured it out?
4: Well, yeah. Oh, okay. So Utah is yeah not a very diverse uh, state. Uh, it's five percent Asian and uh, I think twelve percent Hispanic was the stats I got. That's just me remembering. I could be a bit off there. Um, if you compare that to California, where Rob lives, with his Asian, uh, mama and Mexican kids. <laughs> That's a place with a uh, really large Asian and uh, Mexican population. Yeah. Why didn't he want to do the jokes for those people? Because he knew. <laughs> he knew he
2: knew and they th- would not like them. That's the amazing thing that he seems to have a level of self-awareness to know that what he's doing is kind of off or wrong, but he'll find the what the tiny <laughs> slither of America where it's like, nah, I can fucking smash I it. In I do
3: not think that that slither of America is specifically tiny. I think it's. Probably runs quite fat through the middle of America. Yeah, ge- geographically, but population-wise. However many people voted... What? Republican. Oh, wouldn't is the it's not specifically. You those is it just to. You, I think he put in Utah because California had let COVID let s- restrictions Let on. me stand up for the GOP,
2: the party of Abraham Lincoln. Just because you voted Republican doesn't mean that you are as antagonistic as Rob is to all women in your life and to ethnic minorities in the state that you're in. Not Exactly. But you might find it funny. so interestingly uh, i've I've gone on to the political views, part of. Schneider's wiki. So, two, he was a lifelong Democrat until 2013, where he switched parties Yeah, it's Obama. He, oh no, you're right. It was a like, Obama is too much. He, he was like, one I'll do that second term. No, it's too many. It's too much. Again, this is what I'm worried about. This is what we could all turn into, boys. He said, "The state of
4: the
2: state of California is a mess, and the supermajority of Democrats is not working." And then uh, the Wikipedia swiftly goes on to Rob Schneider's anti-vaccination <laughs> activism uh, beginning thusly. Schneider has been an outspoken critic of childhood vaccinations claiming they
3: cause autism. Yes. Yeah, I think that's quite enough of uh, time we've made for <laughs> Rob Schneider's political views on the podcast. You could well be right. Uh, and we've probably uh, covered, covered, I mean, we're going to be covering this four more times about two months ago. So thank <laughs> you so much to Joseph for rejoining us for this episode.
4: It's been a treat. Can i I'd like this. Uh, say something to rog schneider's wife um
3: patricia yeah uh
4: so schneider says you want to divorce him but you're you're too afraid and to to you patricia i say you can do it (laughs) (laughs) thank you very much joseph Moore. how can people find you online uh at joseph Moore one on twitter i tweet up to twice a week
3: great night and you deleted instagram yeah man i'm free baby that's so baller do you you have a website no I used it's to cool. love your Instagram <laughs> I think that? I've told you multiple times uh, One of my faves Well
2: uh, Let's say this then If you ever get the opportunity Where you are to see Two Hearts Which is the um, Musical comedy act That Joseph comprises half of With his now fiance Laura Daniel You You fucking gotta go oh, we'd, love to, we'd love to have you there The productions are So big And beautiful And they are so funny um, Guy you wanna say anything? You no. want say anything about me? No